then take a chance on the Chancellor. a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael's Spiegel, Man, and Carl. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman and Carl. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Very important acronym. It's Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman and Carl. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Car- Michael Spiegelman and Carl. La da 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 da. Welcome to L W A F L M O Y T. That is our podcast name. Our full name is Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie. On YouTube, with Mike Spiegelman <laughs> and Carl. Carl, I almost did it without a breath. Hi, Carl. That's really good. You're really coming along and improving. It's hard to say L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T with all in one breath. Some people just say La Waffle Mott. You know, that's yeah, easier. Don't I say like Mott. You always say Mott. It's La Waffle Mott. La Waffle well, I keep thinking of Sanford and Son, so it throws me right. off. La <laughs> I think I sound, I'm sounding more and more professional as we do this, our weekly podcast. This is our fifth year, sixth year doing this. We've done over 300 episodes in the can, and we do this every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's 5 p.m. Uh, yeah. non-Pacific, yeah. non-Pacific Standard yeah. Time. And uh, it's it's on mutinyradio.fm. Our show streams first. We're streaming right now on mutinyradio.fm. It's very easy to find. Type in mutinyradio.fm. You'll be transferred to psrcollective.org. From there, you'll get a very long number, and you enter it into your streaming service. Right? The end. Check it out. A lot of great shows on mutinyradio.fm. What's your favorite show, Carl? Uh, it's La Waffle Mott, I'd say. If oh, I, I agree. From all of them. I think our show is the best. Well, what do you think is the second best? I guess where it's at with Luke. Where it's really at. Where it's really at. That's what's really happening. Oh, you. Really, what's really, really going happening. down? With what's the- really happening? I listened to the show last week, and he said happening, I-N-G, and I said, Jaron, not what really happened. It's present tense. Great show. Great show. I agree. A lot of guests. Those kids. They're kids, dude. They're right. half or eight. Young. Half. Right. How dare the future come into our place? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's so scary. To- I'm scared. Oh, yeah, I am scared of the future. 
That's why I live in the past. Yeah, because things are changing, and I'm scared. Slow down, kid. You're going to ruin the country. No, my country. <laughs> you know what You know what never changes? Christmas songs. That's, that's my uh, salvage. Anyway, we're on a tangent. Our show is called Let's Watch Full Night Movie on YouTube. But if you'd like, you can listen to us, stream Sunday, 2 p.m. Or if you prefer a podcast, why come we have one, but you must type in the acronym. L-W-A-F-L-M-L-Y-T. <laughs> and then you'll find this. And uh, you'll find a picture of me. I look very good in that photo. Carl, I wish... Uh, we need to update. We got to talk to the guy upstairs. <laughs> Is it you sitting and watching in the movie theater? Is that the one? Yeah. That's yeah, the well, one. I like it. I think it should stay. Whatever I you think it del- You know, we're very direct. Mm-hmm. Our avatar picture is me watching a movie on YouTube in a movie theater on my phone. Uh, and the title is Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie because we want you, let us, watch a full-length movie on YouTube right now. Usually we pick movies that are very difficult to watch on your own, so we're happy to join you. Uh, so we want you to go to YouTube, find watch this movie today, and listen to the podcast at the same time. Carl, what is the movie today? Today we are going to watch Brimstone and Treacle. Brimstone and Treacle, 1982. You will put in your search engine. You might put in sting and brimstone, one word, and you'll get it. But okay. brimstone and treacle is T-R, and then it's E-A-C-L. T-R-E-A-C-L-E, treacle. Wait, can I use it in a sentence? Yes. Your maudlin over-sentimentality is, is, is muy treacle. <laughs> muy Muy treacle. That's very good. Your accent needs help, but I think uh, Brimstone, (laughs) we treat 1982. All right. (laughs) Let me just do this. Brimstone has no E. It's B-R-I-M-S-T-O-N-E, one word, and T-R-E-A-C-L-E, 1982. Terrific. Oh, Fred Flintstone's neighbors, the Brimstones. So, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen, we're watching Brimstone and Treacle, probably the most rousing cop buddy cop movie we're going to ever watch, right? It's a cop buddy film? It's a cop buddy film with a dog. The twist this time is they have a canine with them. Oh, Treacle is the dog. Yeah. And Brimstone is the veteran cop, seen it all, except for his new partner, a dog. Yeah. All right. We're going to save this for the movie. So, we want you to go ahead, type in Brimstone. And treacle, as Carl spelled it out for us. Uh, channel, you, channel. 1982, because there's so many generic postings with those words. Uh, 1982, and you will see a link. And uh, Carl, who is our uh, who's hosting our movie today? Okay, so the channel you'll probably only find you just Rocky. If you find a channel that starts Rocky, you've got the right one. It's Rocky. I want to say Gibraltar. It's G I B R A L T A R. Jib Ra Talk. Do you get it? Rocky yes. Gibraltar? Rock of Gibraltar? Rocky Gibraltar. If it is Gibraltar, it's it could it's be Gibraltar. I don't know. If it's Rocky, Rocky, you're on the right channel. Yes. All right. Well, fair enough. So look for Rocky. Rocky like the boxer. Uh, Gibraltar, as in the pun, Rock of Gibraltar. And then, anyway, once you get that link, click it, immediately hit pause. It may have to move the timer to zero, zero, zero. You have to skip an ad or two. Actually, you, this is an age restriction movie, so you do have to log into YouTube today to actually watch this because it is restricted. Right Carl, spoiler. Nudity? Yeah. 
It's rated R. What's the spoiler? Is there nudity? Unity? No. Nudity. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike. I'm behind you. There is a spoiler. I'll tell you a spoiler, okay? All throughout the film, the partner, his real-life human partner, is going to be pissed off. His name's not even in the title, okay? Wait a minute. What do you mean real-life human partner? What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, no, it's a buddy cop film, and they're the oh. buddies. The dog is along for the ride, and so he's pissed off that he's not even credited. Oh, bad dog it's called. All right, well, that's good cop, bad cop, dog. Good dog, bad I really don't want to see this movie, but let's kick it off. So to kick it off, we are very excited. We don't have an ordinary schmo. Unfortunately, we don't have our buddy, uh, Paul, to, to do the countdown. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We had to go and live, uh, Paul find a, a celebrity uh, comedian, not that Paul is not. Uh, and, uh, from the, the, and Carl has scoured the earth uh, mm -hmm. and found a comedian. Uh, Carl, let's meet this comedian. Take it away, Carl. All right, here we are with Paul Brumba. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Celebrity Comedian Countdown with today's comedian, Paul Brumba. Paul Brumba. Woohoo, woohoo. I'm a celebrity. <laughs> All right, guys, you know the you know the drill. Why? Because I invented it. Here we go. All right, so let's get this started. I am I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumba. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Brumba. Okay, so let's get ready to Brumba. And now, what you've all been waiting for, master of the descending numerals, the countdown king himself. Would you please welcome Mr. Paul Brumba? All right, guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. Oh, man. I'm really excited to see this movie. Can't read that. It's so English the way it starts. Like, here's some crappy music. Well, Pennies from Heaven is a, a really famous musical, a great movie, a uh, miniseries by Dennis Potter. So it, it is happening, Dennis Potter. Now, you Sorry. see pieces, it's pieces of paper floating on water. Okay, that's uh, exciting. That's cinematic. Yeah, I don't know why they did it. It doesn't have anything to do with the film. I, at first, I thought they were pizza boxes. Not kidding. <laughs> but you didn't see that mustache guy with the mushroom hat throwing uh, but, a And the coupon, the coupon, if you save 11, you get the 12th pizza free. Oh, look, look who's in the credit. You tried the rest, now try the best. <laughs> <laughs> this is Joyzy. Jersey pizza. See, that's the reason why you didn't understand the word nudity. It's my New Jersey accent. I pronounced the D as T, and the ah, T is probably the nudity. And say, so what there, the hell is nudity? There will be nudity in this film, yes. Thank you. That was my spoiler question. Yeah, it's not good nudity. You won't be excited at all. Do we see, wait, I have a spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Okay. Do we see Sting's Sting? <laughs> no. That would be great. This yeah. would have been uh, X-rated and off the charts in terms of sales. Didn't know, so you know Sting. I know. I know. Uh, we like. We like to watch. Uh, ooh, original music. 
written by the state. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, it's true. That's how they made a little money. Oh, absolutely. Oh, played by the police. Played by the it police. Was, it was. The soundtrack is pretty good. Oh, there, oh, the backup band for Sting is the police? Exactly right. And there's other things on there. Oh, I'll that's tell exactly wrong. Don't you dare demerit the other two. <laughs> now, the Listen, guy, the father in the film is a printer, and he prints, like, religious things and greeting cards and such. So why aren't we seeing his printing things floating past us? That would make it tie into the film. It does tie into the film. Maybe he prints in this style, and it's also... You know, Dennis Potter wanted to have floaty things. Right. Well, it worked. I mean, Richard Mond, damn it. Yeah. Don't you know I beat slow, Richard? Water. Does this water to your grave? Pan out. Now, look, that's interesting, right? That's good film work. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is my grin. This would be my tombstone. Big gargoyle face. Well, the thing is, as you know, I spent years and years in England, in London, you know. Oh, right, in particular. So I know just from walking the streets that that's clearly Southwark Cathedral in Southwark, London. Is it pronounced Southwark? Uh, well, I'm an American. Well, I mean, I pronounce it the way it's spelled, so it's like Southampton. They know why that gargoyle was drooling. Uh, the ladies walking by? Yeah, I was going to say Phoebe Case movie from 1982, but yeah, the ladies going by. <laughs> this is 82, right? This is 82, all right. And the police are a hit. Yeah. And Okay, so this didn't do well at the box office, but uh, it did well in video sales and the soundtrack you know, made money, and that was all because of Sting and the Police. No, because of Police, and the music for a movie that Sting acted also acted in. Right, right. You you said that you applied that it was Sting. And he had a backup band called the Police that did his <laughs> doing. That's not the story. No, it's the Police. You're correct. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay, not the... so let's go to the soundtrack then. I, I should. Well, do you know his face? Do you recognize him? Yeah, I do. And uh, he's going to ask for Grey Poupon. I know that guy. I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, it's you can't really place it. And then when I tell you, you're going to go, oh, of course. So his name is Delholm Elliott. Delham? Delholm? Oh, yes, oh, of course. Okay, he was in Alfie. Big deal. He was Coleman in Trading Places. Oh, what, the, the waiter? The the mm-hmm. All right, of course. But the thing is, I never even put two and two together till I researched this film. He was also Raiders of the Lost Ark guy. He was Marcus Brody in um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Right. Oh, okay. Well, I was impressed by that. It's like he's a yeah, real no, uh, actor. Uh, oh, I'm hella, uh, uh, hella impressed. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was in The Razor's Edge, that Bill Murray film. That terrible movie. I take back. Everything I said about that. Okay, well, he was in The Hounds of Baskerville, big deal. He was okay. in The Boys from Brazil. All right, my all right, respect level rise. Okay, he was in A Bridge Too Far. He, he's he's for Oh, real. no, I can't do it. That's just too, that's A Bridge Too Far. Oh, that is just uh, too far. I, I respected him, but oh, goodness, <laughs> if this isn't so, Southwark, I tell you. I tell you. Well, you know, it's funny. So this movie, I guess the kids say it's, it's iconic. 
it was even if you've never seen it in the 80s you've definitely seen right. the movie poster you've definitely seen like well i get this movie mixed up is there going to be like a frankenstein monster in this no you did get it mixed up when you told Damn. me that. now look he's a con man he bumps our father by mistake but it's on purpose he's a con man he, he goes oh my goodness it's you and he basically talks him into he, you know, he like leads them with leading questions. Gosh, how long has it been? Are you still at? Oh, the ha the office? No, the other place. Oh, the neighborhood? Yes. And he starts giving them information all the way down to his daughter. Yeah, you got to be careful about that. Because also, you know, the Germans might be listening. Metro. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, the that was, that was probably over. 40 years ago. The war, yeah. war was way over. Oh, right. All right. So, yeah, you can talk to me like the underground, the underground, not the metro. The metro goes, would be. Patty must Paris. know you from the the art school. And he goes, yes, right. of course, sir, the art school. So he's building this whole story based on what this guy's telling him. It's a real con man job. Well, Carl, it's like I was telling your oldest uh, son, uh, you know, uh, you're supposed to stop when I hit the first initial of your, your son's name. Oh, you tell, okay, I've got Ryan, Scott, and Keith. So, uh, oh. <laughs> right, and little so. Hector, of course. So uh, if you, I didn't, I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I was letting you riff. Your son, you me that, I, right? I, I phonemically pronounce every single letter of the alphabet for you. But you're exactly right. That is how he's scamming him. Yes, your daughter, jo G Joan, Joan. Yes, Joan. Oh, we had a great nickname. It was our social security number. I think it was uh, two. One, yes, four, one, six, one, mm -hmm. seven, two. Is that correct? Uh, one. Two. Now look, see what he's doing? He's feigning that he's sick and he needs assistance because he thought he was going to leave. He was about to be off. You there, you need help? Yes, his accent is very English. We call this the sting oops sorry <laughs> oh what was that movie with uh margot robbie and will smith and they were robbers and they would do these elaborate bullshit like pickpockets yeah and they would did they did the scam and they would subliminally play stuff in your mind you know what they did a lot of crossing there was a cross and they double crossed and then mm -hmm. there was a triple cross a lot of cross in that movie That's this movie so now Sting is asking him, would you please carry me? Would you give me a piggyback to the phone? And of course, Marcus Brody will have none of that. No, I would at this point, too. I would regret that I told him my daughter's name. So in the end, he goes, I'll go and fetch me call. So that's it. Sting's like, I've got him. So now Sting has conned his way into a man's like life or... Now, what we've learned is the daughter had an accident three years ago, okay? And the daughter, you know, can't speak. That's all we've learned, okay? Sting goes, I've got him. I've got him. I've got him. <laughs> He's so jazzed up about it. You know, uh, well, he is there going to be a song? Yeah, I got him. With I was that, thinking that kind of drums. <laughs> the police foreshadowed 
COVID, right? There's every breath you take. <laughs> and of course, don't stand so close to me. Perfect. Yeah, uh, there must be other ones. Tea in the Sahara, that doesn't make sense. No, that doesn't make sense. And and kids would not know that one because that was filler on Zenyatta. Oh, no, no. Kids know deep cuts. They came up with the term deep cuts, <laughs> deep dives, rabbit hole, dumpster fire. None of that words existed. Not during Sting Day. I'm so okay, pissed so off, Carl. I thought, yeah. Sting has been, I'm totally interrupting you, I feel like. I'm sorry, I didn't realize. But Oh, I just said I was pissed off. Go ahead, tell me what Sting's doing. Oh, he, he's now been separated from the guy, but he and he's mad about it to himself. He didn't con all the way as he should have. But he does have his wallet. Whoa. Now he's got his ad address. And 80 quid, quid. Whoa, 80 quid? Yeah, he's got a 50 bob note right here. All told, it's 80 quid. I, but isn't this nice? We're seeing a disgusting mouth. Yeah, right. That's but a professional actor. He wrote this in a very dark time in his life. He was sick. He was very sick. And he was having like a sort of existential God thing, too, uh, as the result of. So he started changing his perspective. And this is one of the. He actually wrote a different play. Um, was uh, not in fun. Yeah, here it is. He wrote a play called Angels Are So Few in 1970, where a young man believes himself to be an angel who causes death and unhappiness wherever he goes. That was the original play. But this one was rewritten, um, you know, and of course this, you know. Anyway, it was on TV in 1976. They banned it. Because it was so wow. dark and yucky, and that involves like a rape scene, so they didn't play it. This is a reboot of it, a little cleaned up and changed. Is there still a rape scene in this movie? Yes, but you don't really see it. So, right. actually, actually, I think he's fully clothed when he escapes. So I think it doesn't happen. Um, All right. Well, we, we I guess have to watch it. See. Okay, so we're meeting the daughter who's in the other room. Basically, she's kind of like, what's the word? She she can't communicate. She's spastic. She jerks, you know, like uh, something wrong with her spinal cord or something. She was hit by a bus, you know, and her brain, I guess, got damaged and she could just squeal and stuff. Um, and the mom is saying, don't argue, don't fight. I mean, he's come home to a cold meal after his day of work. So he's giving her crap about it and yeah, he, she's saying it was tots. what's that it was tater tots and they suck cold <laughs> you're like cold tots. yeah these they're you there's chunks of grease i'm chewing here norma her name is norma bates do you think that has anything to do with norman bates that is interesting i guess so yeah it has to be it's 82 everything counts this is dennis potter he wants to come up with it well, Potter. in 76, she was Amy Bates. And here in the reboot, he's she's Norma Bates. So I don't know if he meant it on purpose. He, clearly, it's English, though. Did, were English into the movie Psycho? Does her... Well, wait. In this movie, does her son kill her and put her up in the attic and, and let her... Skeleton? <laughs> no. Nope. That was and High Anxiety by Mel Brooks. Oh, was it? No, no. Oh, right. Of course. <laughs> yeah, no, you're talking, of course, the, about the Bates Motel. And right. um, 
no, no, the movie is called Psycho. That's right, Psycho. And, um, well, anyway, never mind that. We've got this movie here. But you see, Sting is at their house now. Now, they've just had a sort of philosophical debate about can she hear us? Can she feel the vibes when we argue? Is it affecting her? And he had like this terror, like realizing maybe she's trapped inside her own mind and can't express herself. That must be torture. The author's really dark. Oh, wow. So you see how she's involuntarily, well, I guess it's voluntary, but she jerks her hands, grips right. and ticks and she's having a hard time of it. Well, it's a great, it's a great shot. I mean, he, he's playing, think we're interested in the fish and her, but yeah. we're also in a cramps. See, it's sort of like how he psychologically gets through it, thinking that she has no brain anymore. You know, not that she can't communicate with us, that she's brain damaged. And uh, he, he, through the film, he'll realize he's wrong. Yeah. Well, now look at the audience. his time outside. He's swinging on a swing set. He is. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, who could that be? Did you order pizza? I didn't order pizza. I ate me a cold <laughs> dinner as I did. Don't argue. Did you order the canned Heinz spaghetti and, and uh, meatballs? Yeah, that, how do you know? That's weird. Because we're British? <laughs> right. There are no crimpets in this film, which is very oh, unfortunate. No. Nope. How many There's times no... do they say core blimey? You could tell me. <laughs> There's no scones. No, no scones. Any uh, croissants? No, that's French to the English. There's certainly tea. And there's oh. biscuits. And that just means like a cracker that's like made of cardboard. Well, none if you dunk it in your tea. Yes, of course. You're right. That's exactly but what I'm you're supposed to do. I don't think people, people don't dunk shit in tea, right? You dunk it in coffee. The English... Yeah, all the things that go with tea are supposed to be dipped in the tea. Not really? Just, yeah, yeah, scones and... Yeah, because there's tea houses and, you know, I, I don't they're fancy. I don't want to do anything unfancy. Understood. Like the Russian tea room, that's as fancy as it gets, man. That's true, yeah, yeah. And if I'm dunking biscuits into my tea at the, and that's like a papa at the Russian tea room? Yeah. It's scandalous. 57th Street? Oh, yeah. Right, right next to Sardis. Oh, yeah. Uh, they wouldn't even let me into Sardis after that, probably. What about the Russian steam house next door to that? They wouldn't even let me in. What about the, the double feature movie house theater next to that? And the chock full of nuts. Uh, chock full of nuts uh, let you in. Remember you know, after that all is, over Manhattan. Oh, man. I am 86 in Manhattan. I mean, I can't even walk into my uh, automat anymore. They just kick me out. <laughs> it's been a while since I've been banned in, in New York, but, you know. Last time I was in New York, they were like, I was like, let me get a Coke. And they gave me a can. And I said, what? Where is your soda jerk? I didn't want this. Yeah, just... so I was, I was having a moment with the daughter, like, are you in there? Imagine having like a lifelong ban from CBGBs and then CBGBs closes. You'd be like, sweet, fuck you. <laughs> I'm coming for bed. Now I'm not 
go to your stupid club. Boy, that's halfway to getting stolen for the for the open mic. Oh, yeah. This show basically has become fertile grounds for material, and it goes into acts, whether or not it's uh, the person who wrote the joke. <laughs> You're a co-writer, and I credit. Don't credit me. You only have five minutes on stage. Listen, it's a, it's a private joke. If someone actually listened to this podcast and seen your act, they would know. But well, other than that, thing, well, I'm sometimes public. Okay, all right. Someone's at the door, and guess who it is? You don't have to guess. It's Sting. Oh, it's Hope Miles Copeland. He's smart to to carry the band home. <laughs> I'm here to carry the police home. It's Stuart Copeland. Stuart Copeland. Stuart Miles Copeland. Oh, right, Stuart Copeland. I'm thinking of his brother who ran the record label that that uh, gave the, ah. the police even a home. So no, let's talk about Sting. Andy Summers, right? Andy Summers. I think the, uh, Chris Nova. Who is the third guy from Nirvana? Third guy from Nirvana is I don't remember. There's right. Foo Fighters guy. Got Foo Fighters guy. You got the Nirvana guy. You have Cobain. And then you have the bass player guy. Chris. Uh, Chris? Chris. Mm, uh, uh, Chris Grohl. I think it's Chris Grohl. Chris Grohl. Oh, yeah. Chris Grohl. Chris Grohl applesauce. Chris Groving. So now he's pretending, oh, my dearest Patricia, how I've waited for this moment. See, he's doing this story that three years ago, he went off to America. He asked her to marry him. And she went off to America and she said, we will not communicate. And when you come back, I will have an answer for you. He's like spinning this fairy tale. Now, how does he know her? Like, do they actually know each other? Or Nope. He met a stranger on the street and he said, oh, my goodness, it's you. I haven't seen you since when was it? And then, oh, it must have been two years. Yes, that's it. Where and did it, I see you? Was it that one place? What the right. the Brentingham Square Shire? <laughs> no, no, the other, the other. You know, the one that begins with the letter uh, <laughs> That's how you must know my daughter. Exactly right, sir. Now you're starting to remember me. On to Brian. I am Brian, sir. How's Patty been? Oh, you haven't heard about the accident? He's just oh, right. finding okay. them for information. All right, I got you. So he knows the condition that she's in right now. Well, he doesn't know everything, but he just learned it, essentially. Yeah. And now he's knee-deep in the belly of, you know, they've got, they don't know it because he's a con man, but they've got a devil in their house. So this is a very dark yeah, and the guy was sick. It makes sense it was dark. Um, let me see. Okay. Difficult personal circumstances. A year of acute, it's psoriatic arthropathy. Unpleasantly affecting skin and joints. Taking their toll. Physical damage, but he also inevitably meditated on my worldview, people in it. I recall writing... The only meaningful sacrament left to human beings was for them to gather in the streets in order to be sick together, splashing vomit on the pavement stones as the final and most eloquent plea to an apparently deaf uh, and blind god. 
Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then they said, that'd be a great play. Yeah. Well, I, I would pay to, to um, uh, see a play. I would pay to see a play. Yeah, I, I'm, you know, I consider myself a theater door. Now, the, um, the father was in both the original play and this one. Oh, uh, Den Holm Eagle? Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> Den Holm Elliot. Den, Den Holm Elliot. Elliot, gotcha. Den Holm Elliot, who was in 1980's Bad Timing, the one from the, with our Garfunkel, the one from the director we yes, saw. Yes, directed by Nicholas Roeg. Roeg, right. Den Holm has his credits. Now, Dayholm is, is suspicious of Sting, but Mom is just falling for it. Norma? Norma was married to Sir Lawrence Olivier. Uh, do you care? Wow. Yeah, who cares? What is this, a cocktail party? Interesting. <laughs> it's so, Okay, Sir Larry. All right. You know, he was going to star in a... Uh, you know that show with McLean Stevenson? Is it called? Uh, Hello, Larry. Uh, Sir Lawrence Olivier is a little trivia fact for you. He was going to star in it, and it was going to be called Hello, Sir uh, Lawrence. <laughs> Hello, Sir Larry. I think that's funnier. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Sir Larry. Now, should I? I, yeah, I have, Please, and I have to criticism for taking your jokes to the open mic. I need material. There. You know what? Not if I tweet that joke in real time. Okay. Here's, my big, here's my biggest problem about tweeting. I'm talking about it. I'm getting the apple, but now I have to remember the joke. Because <laughs> by the time I get to the blank thing, I'm like, I don't remember. All right. 144 blank trivia. Now, this is, okay, the mom, Norma, right? The way I knew her was probably the way you might know her. She was the mom in that movie, Dennis the Menace. Oh, the, the 90s movie? Yes, the movie with um, what's his grumpy old Walter Matthau. Walter Matthau. He played yeah, Martha we Wilson. We share the same birthday. Oh yeah. Yeah. As oh, that that's Michael, right, Michael you Cumberland. do. Just yeah. like different strokes, dude. No, different strokes, dude. Was born in February. Oh, I'm sorry. We, we, Walter Matthau and I were born in October. Okay, so before I make any more embarrassing gaffes, I'll unimportantly tell you that she was in 101 Dalmatians as the nanny. Okay, I'll back up. Other people were considered for this film besides Sting. Is that interesting? Uh, yeah, I guess so. You know, San Francisco recently had Sting, huh. uh, I guess pre-COVID, but they, there's a theater row a theater district, as it were. And he premiered, I don't know if he premiered it, but he had right. a San Francisco premiere of a recent musical he wrote. That's cool. What, uh, I don't know. It looked kind of steampunky. Uh-huh. When it's I looked like, up Sting, I only did it in terms of acting, you know, because there's just too much content to blah, blah, blah about Sting. Oh, oh my God, yeah. It's like tantric sex this and tantric sex that and a number <laughs> one world is enough for all of us 
I'm not researching all that bullshit. Yeah, right. That's a lot. Like At live aid, he blah, blah, blah. Shut up. <laughs> so I did the movies. You saw them in Quadrophenia. That was my favorite. Yeah, Quadrophenia. Well, you know, so here's here's the what's pissing me off. And I, I, start, I mentioned before, I thought this was the movie where he creates a, theme, a Lady Frankenstein's monster. Right. No, a Frankenstein's apostrophe S lady monster. Right. Uh, he does both. Does both. He makes. He, he. She's the second attempt, and he thinks he's got it right. Oh. Oh, really? Who's the first? Yeah. There's, there's two lady monster. No, there's one. The traditional Frankenstein's monster you're thinking of, right. uh, and he is created, and it all goes wrong, just like the movie and the book, and he escapes out into the. I'm in Switzerland landscape, you know, and then uh, Sting makes a second one, and he from all he learned, and he gets it right, and she's everything. Huh? So Weird that was called science. <laughs> no, that's the thing. Like I thought we were watching that movie, The yeah. Bride. I thought we were watching The Bride. It's a better movie. Uh. Yeah, no, that's the movie I wanted to watch. I thought this was the Lady Monster. Yeah, that would have been good. Looking. I thought it was a buddy cop film with the canine. Yeah, I know. So I typed in the the title, the, the you know, because I was looking through. We were talking about rock stars being actors, and Sting's excellent. I mean, he was he was also in uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Yes, he was. He was, he was really good in that movie. Yeah, and. The movie that I, I really appreciate him in was the outtakes from the great rock and roll swindle, the Sex Pistols. Ah, the outtakes. Yeah, so it was directed by Julian Temple, and during like I don't know, last fifteen years ago, I guess when Sex Pistols they might have they did a movie called The Filth and the Fury, uh, which is a documentary about the Sex Pistols, and Julian Temple directed it. And they showed all the clips, and they talked about Malcolm McLaren, the manager, just kind of being mm -hmm. a freak and taking all the money. And yeah. he made a movie, which he had Julian Temple direct, called The Great Rock and Roll Swindle. And, you know, it was basically Malcolm's vision and just him being a narcissist. But it was I love that movie. And, and it's not on YouTube, unfortunately. I did look. Uh, you, you would have to stop because it has a lot of music in it. Or I had a bootleg in the 80s, I'm not going to lie. I had a, a, a VHS copy of, of the Great Rock and Roll Swindle. Uh -huh. And I watched it, I watched it, I had the album, you know. So, but there was an out, there was a lot of outtakes. And in the documentary, The Pelt and the Fury, they show the scene with Sting that was never in the movie. And Sting's like, well, what are you guys, like fancy boys? And like, I think he right. sodomizes them. Yeah, he hopped on the, and he goes, Malcolm he, McLaurin. I saw it. Oh, you saw it? So wait, wasn't it like Steve Jones was driving? Was yeah, it, like, it was like the drummer of the Sex Pistols and a Sting and one other person was harassing somebody. I'm right, that's a lot of years. But that was like, they were talking about like rock styles. Like, you know, you're a rocker and I'm a mod. Type, or you're yeah. a mod. And that was it. And, but Sting looked the part. Yeah, because he was in Quadrophenia, you know? Like, he was a real deal. He was a mod. He was a mod. All right, for the record, he was a mod. Well, no, I wouldn't say for the, okay, let's think, 74, 5, 6, yeah, yeah, that was around the time, the 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 mid-70s, the mod stuff went away, by the 1980s, it was all just sort of like punk, 
in England. I mean, from my years of growing up there and right. knowing the culture. <laughs> That's why you'll sometimes hear me saying funny words. I'm just, you know, it's my childhood. I'm saying that to all of you lot who are listening on the wire, on the wire. Okay, basically what Sting is doing is saying, this is my long lost lover, we were gonna marry, and him feeling, you know, he just came back and found this out. So he wants to help the family. He wants to help take care of Patricia. And that will free up the mom to like have a life again. I mean, she's been like having an infant baby for three years, you see. So he, he she's joyfully accepting this help. And the husband's accepting it, like, but very suspicious. He would he would live in their house. He's gonna spend the night and he's gonna help take care of her starting tomorrow morning. Okay. That's what a good con man sting is. Oh yeah. Well, you know what? giveaway is his name this is thing right <laughs> right yeah What's okay he's name? martin oh, taylor my... he's martin taylor in the movie <laughs> martin taylor. but i'm well, staying what's your first oh you're not a comment are you no 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 why oh anyway what's your name sting what's your first name the the sting well actually that's my father's name i'm just <laughs> sting too junior yeah junior two the movie the sting too there was, okay, so what we're seeing here is he has sleepless nights because he's haunted by demons, things that happened in his past, okay? As a matter of fact, there's a backstory to the, the, the uh, daughter's, look, look what he's doing. Who's he sleeping with? Yeah. And she's shocked. She's caught her cheating on the mother. Uh, wait, so the daughter saw him cheating on his secretary? Cheating with the secretary, yes. Who it isn't really a secretary, but it's a co-worker, yeah. And they're just laying on the floor in the middle of the I was going to say, man, that's some good sex going. Yeah. Look at this. Printing. Oh, I, how ironical. He, he was fucking around in a Jesus print shop. Yeah, that's right. He runs a Jesus print shop, and he's not a believer. Yeah. But the wife is so sting is like checking out anything he can check out here he's like uh here at this uh bible so, printing shop we our look, bibles have all have all nine commandments you see the daughter running and she gets hit by oh Volvo. Uh, so the 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 innocent daughter comes to the jesus print shop walks in sees her father getting cowgirled right. by some whole bag and goes, oh my goodness. So she runs upstairs. He runs after her through the Jesus printing shop. Let me explain, darling. She freaks out, runs into the street, hit by a truck. Now, she can never tell the story. She's all quirky and impaired. Right. She can't. Look at Sting, he's wrecking the room. Yeah, because he's a bad guy. When they're not looking, he's a horrible guy. But he's not really wrecking the room. Our guy is dreaming that. He's suspicious of uh, things. Is this like a music video? Is there like everything? Oh, no, but there is music. 
It sounds like Duran Duran video. It looks like a Duran Duran video. This one best um, and, um, instrumental. Let me just tell you. Hold on. Oh, it did? That means Sting yeah. wasn't involved, right? No, he was involved. Okay. The film's soundtrack includes works by The Sting, The Go-Go's, and Squeeze. He co Sting co-wrote and composed most of the songs. Sting's cover of Spread a Little Happiness, crappy little song, uh, reached number 16 in the UK charts. A couple of traditional songs performed by the Finchley Children's Music Group and the ad hoc formed Brimstone Choir. Corral. Okay. The Police's I Burn For You was a song Sting had presented in the inclusions of the band's third album, Zenyatta Mendata, two years earlier, but deemed unsuitable for the musical direction of the band, was rejected. It, okay, the title track was the 1984 Grammy Award for Best Rock Instrumental Performance. That means Sting won, won three times. Uh, for me, nobody knows it. Right. Uh, Stuart Copeland's roadie, Jeff Size, played drums on Only You, while the voice of actress Susanna Hamilton can be heard on Police's A Kind of Loving. Okay, whatever, it's getting boring. The thing is that the soundtrack made a bunch of money, and it helped the film, you know, and the soundtrack budget right. went to the film. So they, they spent 900,000 uh, 900, pounds on this. Right which was like 1.2, I don't know, and it's old old dollars, and they lost money at the box office. But when it came out on video, plus the soundtrack sales, they made money. Video, God, it's so crazy. Like, so imagine going into an American mom and pop in the 80s, and yeah. Police and Sting are big, as well as just, you know, yeah. the films that he's acted in, and they'd be like hard selling you, like Brimstone and Trico. Uh I guess. No, probably not. I don't know. Well, I mean, the soundtrack had sales, and the video yeah. had sales, so you know, check out so. Sting. They probably, probably was a lot of buyer's remorse. A lot of probably Sting guys probably bought this looking for A Hard Day's Night or something, and, and got Oh, sir, your daughter's surprise! I'm here to help you and make your life better today. Some tea? Ah, right. oh, thank you, darling. Tea would be lovely. Let's let the sun in this demon's den. Wait, would you like some sun? He didn't touch anything. He kept the Japan. Japan was probably a competitor of the police. Why? You know, I would tell that shit down. <laughs> yeah, why does she have a FBI a rock star poster on her wall? They're competitors of the police. Oh, oh yeah, the police. Right, sure, yeah. What the fire at Shea Stadium, right? And the FBI showed up with all their music vans, and they were like, "We're taking over this investigation now." And they performed for everyone at Shea Stadium. It was fucked up. You don't walk into my crime scene. Oh, the police, yeah. You know, uh, they also, you know, their their other competitor was the firemen. You do not want those <laughs> same room. That's right. On the same the, bill. The Department of Public Works were like the monkeys to the police. Yeah, you know, in the firemen, especially because red and blue doesn't mix. <laughs> Makes purple. Yeah. Which is what? Paramedics? Right. The paramedics were uh, competitors of the police. And 
Well, anyway, what we're learning now is basically she, he's encouraging her to go out in the town and enjoy a day, and he'll just uh -huh. take care of uh, uh, Patricia. And they're talking a lot about God, and basically, there's, we've got two polar opposites. We got a believer in God and the mother and a non-believer in God and the father. And then in the middle, you have this guy who's like supporting the believe in God stuff. But the reason he is, is because secretly he's a demon. He's the chaos. Right. He is there to what? like fuck up their house. Yeah. Well, how long does it take to really start fucking up the house? A long ass time. A long ass time. Now she'll go out to the Schultz. Look how he's driving on the wrong side of the road. It, hey, dude. Every time. She's hitchhiking on the wrong side of the road. Uh oh. He's getting a hitchhiker, Mike. Oh, yeah. You, well, you oh, know. This but now he's not getting a hitchhiker. Do you know why? Why? He was picking up that hitchhiker girl for bad reasons. He wanted to, like, have another sexual encounter. That's why he was doing it. And you see, he pulled away. Like, n instead of just giving her a lift and not doing it, he pulled away because it's all about him. You won't tempt me, you Jezebel. You know, you know that saying in England when you pick up a hitchhiker? <laughs> what? Petro grass or ass. Nobody rides for free. <laughs> Petrol. <laughs> Oh, goodness, the times I made the mistake when I lived in London, I would pull into the gas station. I would be on the right, of course. They'd be like, hey, what are you doing? And I was like, fill her up with gas. Like, <laughs> yeah. How, how many, how much is it a gallon? I'd say, oh, the <laughs> Oh, gallon, ouch. They're telling me the it's this many pounds of liters. And I was like, that's very heavy. But what is the price? Oh, didn't you goodness. didn't you used to sleep in your car there and you catch some Z's and they'll be like, oh, should we catch some Z's? <laughs> That's right. They would wake me up. the The police officer would be like, catching some Z's, eh? I'd say, no, <laughs> no, officer. Oh, I don't know I, what you're talking about. What do you, I was not catching some Z's. Uh, is a Z catchable? I will catch a Z. That's <laughs> what we do here in England. Yeah. He goes, but yeah. move along with you. Move along. Okay, now comes into the office, the Jezebel. Oh, Jezebel. Right. She goes, Oh, yeah, Brown. They don't say it. Can you she hear? She has a Scarlet Unibrown on her face. I thought you wanted me, sir. What do you mean? On the floor. Yeah. I beg your pardon. Miss Holdsworth. <laughs> now she's gonna be. Oh yeah. Are they gonna do it again? Nope. He says, oh, "Raise your skirt." Look how very. <laughs> she's wearing garter. Oh come on, Carl! I give that. That's a great. If I was with Parker Stevenson right now in the cast of uh, Stitches, I would give her a ten. Very nice. Yeah. Now, look, he says, you are a contemptuous Jezebel. And it says, thank you very much. And she, look how proud he is of himself. That he's not, not sure he's quite coming at that point. 
Well, that's Lori really knocked her out. <laughs> Remember that Lori hit her? That, oh, yes, uh, the Lori. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was an 18 roundy thing, Lori. <laughs> I think they used the word wheels in English. But no, the English no, they say wheels well, roundy thing. Roundy things. <laughs> it's just a Cockney slang they have. That's a, <laughs> That's a fine looking Lori. What is that, a 12-foot straight truck? No, he bought himself an 18-roundy thing. <laughs> He's got the circles, you know, those things underneath the car. Oh, the roundy things. 18 of them on his lorry. So aren't they called an 18-wheeler? So it would be like an 18-roundy thinger. <laughs> a roundy thinger. <laughs> How was your day out, lover? She's like, go enjoy yourself. What's it? Oh boy. Says, oh, your hair, it's very nice. But she yep. doesn't trust. The daughter doesn't trust. The daughter doesn't. And the daughter, you will see throughout the film, comes back to us. Her eyes become more knowing. She's calm unless something serious is going on. She's, she's coming throughout the film. She she her condition will improve. Oh. Luke, he's he's buttoning her up like he takes care of her. You know what yeah. I mean? You go out, leave me in your house. Leave me all alone, a snake in the grass. I'll take those dirty wa washy uppies, mumsy. <laughs> Thank you for the chippies, yeah. Washy uppies. We say the dishes, you're gonna do the dishes. They say, are we going to flood the bubbly with the washi-uppies? Sometimes I get tired of doing this, so I get some paper washi-uppies. <laughs> we have a washi-uppy washer that really... <laughs> you washi -uppy washi -uppy washi -uppy. That's where you put your washi-uppies in? <laughs> they get so washy up. Oh, yeah, you got to be careful. You know, with those washi-uppers, you could just set it to... Eco, you don't need to do like a full uh, washi up. Now, for the first time ever, she is alone. He is alone with Patricia. Right. And you can see, like, I mean, he's not doing anything, but he's thinking. Yeah, he's, he, there's no one to con at the moment. He's not going to con the girl. Right. So when I looked up this movie and I typed in Brimstone and Treacle, I got Mary Poppin. Oh, interesting. So I think it's named after a song. I don't know. I, I never really, uh, I think I've seen the entirety of Mary Poppins. That's the one where she's spinning around in the hill and the hills are alive. No, Mary Pop. you're thinking of The Sound of Music. But oh, it's the right. same actress. The Mary Poppins was... The dad who's like, my the mom has died, and gee, boy, I don't know it, but I really needed nanny. So magic happened, and a nanny showed up that he didn't order, you know? And she's there, and her mission was really to save the dad. It, it's always played like it was to save the kids. Yeah, uh, just and for the sound of music, you see, there was this woman who's becoming a nun, right? And it was in Switzerland, uh, Austria at the time of the war, or no, just before the war, like, and 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 
Oh, this is creepy girl. She has to. Okay, yeah, you're seeing. He's he's being inappropriate, and yeah, it's not going to get to the level of. But she's like, you know, it's like, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, is there nudity in this film? Yes, there's nudity in this film, but you won't be excited by it. It's it's a right, no. slimy thing. Um. Meanwhile, you see innocent mom. Hello, Marge. How? Gosh, it's been a a, a bungalanga bauga's age. What would you say? It's been a frosty knob of a noggin's age, eh? Okay, not funny. So here we are at work. I, I'm from America. I, I just the accent is so thick. Hard to. to... Are we? Okay, he's... Are we quite finished with this film? Yeah, hey man, I'm with you, but no, right? We still got more. So he dresses like he looks like a Frankenstein, like an MTV Frankenstein, right? I'm Dr. MTV Frankenstein, and I created the beast. He's right. It's London of the day, what he's wearing. Those necklaces are London of the day, and they're green. See, well, look what a weirdo he is. Like, he's alone in the house, so he's trying on all her stuff. Yeah. It's dumb. Look at his stupid eyes. He's a good actor, Sting. Sting was in other stuff. We've mentioned a bunch of it, but uh, he was in Dune. That's the one I love. Dune. That's right. I got to watch that before the new Dune shows up. Oh, have you never seen in your life Dune? Yeah, you know, there's a couple films I missed here and there, and I, I'm a big yeah. fan of David Lynch. Like Mary Poppins, like Sound of seen. Music, and like Dune. I, Mary Poppins, I've seen. He, uh, Dick Van Dyke, oh, yeah. jumps. Yeah, he jumps out of a chimney. He, he's covered in suit in space, and he yeah, says, "Oh, hello." And right, the boy goes, that was, ah. uh, "Dick Van Dyke's part, a very famous scene." Yeah, you know, I was watching Cruella, Cruella on, the, right. on the streaming services. Right. And they have like this tradition of American actor doing the worst British accent you could find. And yeah. uh, one of her henchmen, this actor who I like, uh, said this horrible, like a purposely bad British accent. Um, if you like Google or YouTube, like uh, English people complaining about, you know, like what's the worst American job of. Yeah, Dick yeah. Van Dyke is the one who comes up consistently. Mary Poppins. Uh, I think that's, you know what? I'm writing it down. I got to re-listen to that and start doing that accent in front of No Filter Paul. Mary Poppins. You know, I heard a story about, uh, there's an actor <laughs> named, there's an actress named Lake Bell, American actress. Okay. Yeah. And she was in a British production with a film with Simon Pegg. It's like a romance. And it wasn't until after after the movie wrapped that she she let off the fact that she's been doing a British accent the entire time. Oh, and she's not from England. No, she's she's American. She's, Interesting. She went on the set the first day with a British accent, and then at the end of the shoot, she said, "Oh, by the way, I'm American, and here's my accent, my real did, accent." Did she do it as a method actress? Method actress. Uh huh. So I gotta again, like lots of confused smoking barrels. He like he has this like when he shows up in movies, there's like so much reverence for him. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. Itself, it's like we got sting. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's certainly the way it was in Dune. I will kill him. Right. 
Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen Dune. I'm gonna have to watch it. Um, you should watch Dune. It's really worth right. it. And like, the, it's bad and cheesy, but just just do it. It's worth it. And he was in the Policeman's Secret, the Secret Policeman's Other Ball. We know that. Right. He wasn't great in that. Um, he was in the Adventures of Baron Mountheisen, and I missed him. I guess I, I don't recall that. Yeah. He was in the B movie, you know, that uh, Jerry Seinfeld movie. I, I kind oh, of missed dear. that, too. He was, was his typecasting. Is his name is Sting. Hello, B movie. Oh, B movie, bingo. Typecasting. You don't think he showed up playing Sting in the B movie? I forget. I did see the B movie. You don't remember the story of the B movie? I do. Um, and um, it was uh, Renee Zellweger, and the B could talk, and basically uh, had a romance with her. I remember the the you keep bees. There's the court scene. We go into the hive and we see the whole life and all the jokes. How you yes. know awkward period of their teenage months, you know and stuff. They, yeah, they, I saw the film. No, yeah, well they're proven. Name me a joke from the bee movie. Okay, well the one thing is they're like he's with the mom and dad and he's like, and why do I have a mom and dad? We have a queen. <laughs> I don't, all right, I I. But you, uh, you know what? I, I should have, you know, tell a joke too. I shouldn't have just put the onus on you. Uh, <laughs> remember the scene where he went to get some snacks during a commercial, and he was like, "I'll be right back." Boom, boom. That's my right style of a joke. Like Ferguson's finest joke. Seinfeld oh. worked hard on that film. That film could have been released in two thousand five, and he wouldn't have it. He wanted it perfect. Oh, he, yeah, he's like, punch it up. This this to be and not to be skit needs to be punched up. Right. Well, the thing is, like, this was his first thing that was going to be huge after Seinfeld. Not cars with comedians interview show. You know, this was going to be a, him back on the market. So he wanted it. Couldn't, he didn't want to be embarrassed. He wanted, you know, people thought his silly show. People started to think of him as, like, the BGs or something and make a little fun of them. So he wanted to come back strong. You act like it's a downgrade, the show. I mean, driving cars with comedians. Coffee. It definitely is. They should have crashed long ago. Well, yeah. it's, it's like, oh, the best I could do is this crackle original where I go into my. Uh, yeah, my, see, that's it. My, what am I going to do with my cars, right? How can I make some? Because I've wasted all this money. They sit around. It's stupid what I've done. It's not even a museum. How can I turn that into, you know, a, a, a thing? A, that was their attempt to legitimize his hobby. Well, I mean, if you have a show and you, have, and you buy stuff for the show, you can write it off, can't you? It's work. <laughs> Oh, no. privileged, privileged I mean, people, rich people. Beth. Well, it's like, does he have, a, he doesn't have any children. I know Jay Leno famously doesn't have children. Jay Leno doesn't have children. I saw this thing where he's getting married to this young woman. Is that a true thing? Weird. I always thought he was like, remember he always had one wife, Jay Leno? I thought so. I never really paid attention to his career. I did like him on, uh, uh, you know, his show, and I liked him in movies prior to the show. I knew of him. Ooh, ooh, is there a ghost from Ghostbusters going to pop in? What's happening now is he is leading her in prayer, okay? 
and it's just powerful and moving what he's saying. It's creepy, right? Yeah. See, outside, there's no storm. Exciting movie, Mike. She's crying. Yeah. Oh, sting. Eighties flashback, eighties flashback. Oh, this is from her, huh? And it's on the soundtrack. Oh, right, of course. <laughs> A tea in the Sahara with you. With you. So they were screaming, only you, God, and she's remembering a song called Only You. Oh, well, that's how it goes, right? When you're in a trance like that, it just triggers it up. Now, she was in, uh, out of Africa, and she was um, in 1984, you know, the... the um, Sex crime. Julia, yeah. Mm -hmm. She was in cast. Uh, she's been around you, a lot of BBC television. Would you recommend the movie 1984? I had a copy yes. of it and I never watched it. Yes, you absolutely should see it. And it stays very close to the book. Very close. Uh, yeah, I know. My favorite part of the movie was the spine. You know, um, it was very close to the book. <laughs> the spine. <laughs> I love the appendix. The, the second one. Appendix uh -huh. B. Appendix B. Yeah, right. Second one. Now, look, now we're in reality. There was never any wind. Uh, oh, it was oh, the Grimsby. Oh, that was lovely, Martin. You're totally conning me. Oh, <laughs> I guess it's a little hard to get up. Sit you right down, Mumsy. Trouble yourself, Snowball. So he's all the way in, and it's been all of one day. Essentially, the husband is at work now, and he's going to come home. You know, it'll be night two, but he, yeah, well, I won't ruin the movie for you. I know you're on the edge of your seat. Oh, I, well, I'm lying down in this seat. <laughs> what can I tell you about this movie instead of watching it? Okay, here's something <laughs> exciting. That we don't get to see while making the movie sting had an accident injuring his arm they were on tour promoting ghost in the machine at the nec arena what's that network and network equipment center if you work at my job a performance at the nec center sting appeared with the heavy bandaged arm unable to play the bass he was replaced by his roadie danny quack well, uh roadies it's time to shine Aki motorcycle accident for damaging sticks are. <laughs> I'll take the scene. I will. Ladies and gentlemen, NEC Stadium. Sting will not be performing tonight. <laughs> In this place, will you please welcome Brody? Marcus Brody from Indiana Jones fame. Marcus Brody. Brody's gone. He's disappeared. Brody. He's a master of disguise. Uh, does yes, anyone speak English? It's such a strange movie, Indiana Jones, because I don't think Harrison Ford, I mean, Harrison Ford had a career, but, you know, he retired, basically. You know, yeah. 
he shows up here and there. But yep. everyone else in that movie are like, like these great character actors, like Dan Holm and uh, Albert Molina, and just mm-hmm. people who constantly work. And Karen Allen, I like a lot. Oh, Nancy Allen was it? Fuck, Karen Allen. Karen Allen. I don't remember, but uh, I do know that. Um, uh, what's his name? The crazy actor who freaks out in public every now and again. Um, Albert Molina. Doctor. No, he was in the Crystal Skull film. Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf, Shia LaBeouf. He might be the new Indiana Jones, unfortunately, because he's the son of Indiana Jones. Right. I that think they're heading that way. But I kind of like that movie where it was wonky, not wonky, it was River Phoenix. He was like young Indiana Jones in the movie. Oh, yeah. It yeah, wasn't was- a TV thing. Old young Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. My favorite was the crossover when they met the characters from Young uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember that. They're like Young Indiana Jones. Meet Young uh, Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you keep calling me remember? Young? Because there's a future ahead of you. So I think there's. Hold, let me just check this out. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so like I said, the dad comes home, and then I was about to tell you, but I quit on it. He yeah. is full of suspicions. He is r- grilling them, and it becomes Sting and the mom against him. Today is the first day that I've had out to myself since rearing. I was, I had my hair coughed. Oh, how refreshing it felt. And Sting made the dinner that he loved. Oh, right. I'm having a row. Oh, it's pronounced uh, argument thingy. It's a row. If you, you fight have on a ship, argument thingy. If you fight on a ship, it's a row boat. <laughs> Row, row, row your boat. <laughs> Gently down the spike. Okay, so argumentatively down the stream. So now the thing has done a storm out. I'll not have my honor. And he should have his honor. Look what he's doing. Yeah, again. That's right. Yes. Exposing her cold knees. Oh, all right. Look what a good actress, I'm not kidding, look what a good actress she is, or maybe director told her to do it, the way she jerks her. Oh, but they're right right in front of the parents. They can't see it. It's good direction in cinematography, what we're seeing, you know? The shadows, the silhouettes, I should say. It's a really busy set, too. I mean, there's a lot. Well, this is in a studio. Um, It's not a real person's apartment, but it was done very well. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Here it is. Not that we care. Shepherd and Studios in Surrey, England. Now, the reason I didn't know that was because they're in dairy, interior, and I was mostly in London during my time. I didn't go to Surrey. Yeah. Or, or even, even bother to learn how to pronounce it. <laughs> Surely you don't mean my Surrey. <laughs> if I pronounced it wrong, I am sorry about yes, that. Yes, Yes, and don't call me Shirley. It's pronounced Shirley. Shirley, you can't be sure. Yes. Yeah, don't call me Shirley. It's pronounced Shirley. 
Ah, the Irish pronunciation scene. It's pronounced Sean. So now they're basically really fighting, and he's getting the over here everything. Goodness! Oh, look what Sting is He's got world on Sting. He's sitting on a rainbow. <laughs> Would you rather catch moonbeams in a jar? Would you rather? Oh. <laughs> or would you rather be a fish? Oh, he walked in on him being called a ninny. Oh dear. The ninny's open for us. I'm the police. <laughs> you say you're the police. Where is your badge? Goodness, sir, my honor is. What's crazy is the police were from the seventies. I mean. I could see him being like a quadrophenia actor and being a musician, and then I could see him getting into the Sex Pistols, but it's probably because he was in the police at that point. The reason he was in quadrophenia was because he was in the police, and there's this one scene, he's the bellboy, you know, there's this one scene before that when there's a riot, he's arrested, and they're putting him into the back of a police car. He turns to the audience and he does this smirk and he breaks the third wall into the camera and they slam the door and it says, police! Ugh, really? In Quadrophenia? He gave a nod to his own band and gave like a wink at the public. The thing is, the police were really making their first record at the time. They were not famous at all. So that was a, a deep dive, as it were, a deep cut, a rabbit hole. Right. That was like the director or the casting director. Somebody... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, one of the things about Sting is that he, he's kind of an example of just be careful what you wish for when it comes to, like, I don't know, like, as a musician, do you think you can handle, like, an hour of Sting's life? An hour of Sting's life? Well, you're talking about when he was super famous, I guess. I guess right? when he was super famous. Now he's he could do it. But, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, he was super famous. He was super driven. He was super, like, focused. Uh -huh. Yeah, and push he pushed the police until he pushed himself, and then he just does corporate rock. And I, all I really remember this thing is like all those commercials he would do, like these two minute car commercials, or like well, yeah, he was, he was okay. There was a time in which he became young man Sting to like middle aged man Sting, and when that happened, <laughs> Sting he basically like went away wouldn't do, didn't do projects you know he would put out an album and it would be like on the fields of bali it was just like let's make some money before that he was like uh, he had tenacity and stick to itiveness he made his career happen right yeah, i guess that is true it's huge i mean it's absolutely huge like uh so you you get to do these tours and it's like industry like you know these festival headliners it seems like their whole their whole career is just appear in a festival cog and machine yeah, you know? that's right we're having sting what was and the time in which he was uh singing uh don't stand to so he was singing some song and then bono came out because it was one of those like oh was it like live aid something like that and sting started to cry a little it was touching <laughs> Was he on We Are the World, Sting? 
think so. I don't remember. Who was he on? Bono Bandit? certainly was, and so was Bruce Springsteen. And well, I guess Ms. George was also on both records. Was in We Are the World, <laughs> yeah, We Are the World, and Live Aid. Let he was in film. the right place at the right time. You feed the world. I always get that note. World. You're right. You got to do a trill or whatever it's called. <laughs> And then you hit him high. Let's go. It's Christmas time. It's like trying to be a Christmas carol and it's working. They did a oh good my God. job. I know. If it's like it's eight words in total, it's like this huge production. <laughs> Get the trumpets. We're going to say the word world. Now, when this was a play in 76 on BBC, they didn't air it because there was a rape. They were like, no, we're not doing a yeah, rape. On which plus two of them. It was called the series, it was called Play for Today. So it was kind of getting thrown in there amongst a million plays every single day they do a play. So it almost got through. Now, eventually it was broadcast in 1987. And I don't know the backstory there if it was cleaned up. But after it was banned, this guy, Dennis Potter, rewrote it as this stage play in October in 77. It was at a theater in Sheffield, England, a crucible theater. Then it was rewritten as a screenplay, which was essentially the play, and made that's what Sting is in here. Now, other people were going to be Sting. David Bowie was the first choice. Isn't really? that cool? Yeah. Uh, Michael Palin was also, it says, considered for the role. I don't know, you know how serious they took him. Okay, Sting was offered the part ahead of Malcolm McDowell. That would have been good, too, right? Yeah, right. After convincing director Richard Longcrane during an early morning meeting in New York City, Richard Longcrane had two films in the theaters at the same time this year, thanks to this thing. Oh. Now, look, this is something you do in the country in England. We would never do this. You take your leaves... Yeah, and you burn them. Your neighbors would get so pissed off when you start burning your leaves in the front yard. Imagine you did this in the United States. Now, this was done by everybody in England at the time. No, no, in, in San Francisco, and I can account for this, it's traditional to, in January, February, and March after uh, Christmas, to take your Christmas tree and to dump it on a street corner. And right. then it's a tradition in San Francisco when you walk by, you Light a match and you light the sitting Christmas tree on fire. It just You've got goes to up. Be kidding me? Oh, no, man. When I, I lived in the Tenderloin, there was uh, Christmas trees under scaffolding, and people would just light them on fire. Really? Now, the thing about a Christmas tree is that's usually a pine tree, and the reason pine trees not firewood is because of all the sap on the inside gets liquefied and magma hot. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you're not supposed to use it. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. Hello, Mumsy. I was just, look, he found a sparrow with a broken neck. So what did he do? He saved it, saved it, saved it until he could profane emotion in front of her. He broke the the bird's neck, though. I didn't catch that. I've seen this film many times. I think he found Uh it in the leaves. I'm so sorry. (laughs) If he broke it, that would have fit the play perfectly. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else interesting here? You know, this movie reminds me of the movie The Eyes of Laura Croft, uh, Laura Mars. Just oh. the eyes part, I guess. Should I see that? 
No, it's it's Lauren Bacall. It's it's all right. I mean, yeah. Thank you for not. Thank you for being honest, Mike. I would have put. Well, when you think, should I see that? You you, you're asking me the should I go online and order the DVD from? And I'm saying if you're turning on TV and you see the eyes of Mars, you know, pop up on YouTube or on check it out service, check it out. It's not a bad watch. Basically, it's a model getting stalked by a stalker in New York. Laura who? You know, a stocky year. The eyes of Laura Croft, right? Mars, Mars, M-A-R-S. Mars. Okay, thank you. Laura, Laura Croft is from Tomb Raider. That's why I said that. Okay, now that, right, I gotcha. That was crofty of you. Now, the second day has passed, and he's come home saying, I'm sorry I was such a shitheel old bub. You're an all right chap, I suppose. And if it's making me wife happy, well... Tally-ho and forthwith with your forthwith. farm job, sir. Man, you know, you spent, I could tell you spent a lot of years in London. In England, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was in London in 1860. Okay, here's something I didn't understand, Mike. Check this out, and maybe you can help me with this. Martin Taylor, Sting, was the template for the character Constantine in the DC Universe of comic books. His, okay. Even so, his book was introduced in the comic book Swamp Thing. He does share, I mean, don't forget, like, Swamp, Alan Moore was writing Swamp Thing in the 80s, mm-hmm. and he was in England, and this movie is 80s in England, and Dennis uh-huh. Potter is in the 80s in England, so they all share the same vibe. So I'm sure, David, it's, in the Swamp Thing, there was, like, some kind of, like, cynical, chain-smoking, spiritual detective, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Named John Constantine, and he was shabby, and he chain-smoked because of a spiritual reason. But okay. he would, he would do like the occult or like Swamp Thing was like a, a culty monster. It was an organic monster, and so he would appear in Swamp Thing's comic books, and then they it was spun out into his own comic, and it became a staple. And right. John Constantine is a staple. He's part of the Justice League Dark. He looks like Sting right now. Okay. You know what I mean? He wears. It almost trans- looks like. Um... Uh, Clockwork Orange, in a way. Yeah, but so Magic Clockwork Orange, but he has like a trench coat, you know, kind of like Howard the Duck schlubby. Yeah, but okay. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Petrol stubble, you know what I mean? Like, but he, he's a handsome gem. Mm-hmm. He shows up, so he's a Justice League dark. He's, uh, there was a, a Keanu Reeves movie, Constantine, that was yeah, based on I that character. It. Right, so what does he do? He fights monsters and demons. Okay, so now you've brought me up to speed. I sure didn't know what that meant because I'm not a DC guy so much, but now I totally get it. I even know the character. Yeah, well, I don't, you know, it's funny. I don't even, I think there must have been a credit in the movie where it said based on the DC character. I know the author stopped allowing his name to be used. Like he did, like the Watchmen, Alan Moore's unmentioned, mm-hmm. you know, from Vendetta, uh, from Hell. He's, he's not mentioned. Okay, now what we're having here is Act 3 launch, and it won't be very long till Act 3 is over. But it's total acceptance. It's total acceptance. So the snake in the grass has been led in the door. The wolf is in the the sheep's den 100%. They're they're sharing a drink, which the wife and husband haven't done since the accident, and he's playing a himmel on the piano, which they haven't done since the accident. 
and they haven't hit all since the accident yeah that's right see god it's all god it's all god this this director uh, this uh writer is so mad at god <laughs> really you could you could tell his anger is towards god yes because God lets demons in the house. He lets the wolf into the sheep's den. He lets the snake in the grass slither his way into your life. Right, but he, this, is, guy, this guy is not without sin. I mean, he he broke the, one of the Ten Commandments. But no, uh, the father is definitely with sin, and that's his part in the film. Okay, now, she's like, can't you sleep, dear? And he's like, I never can sleep. And she's like, my prayers will be answered. And he goes, that'll be the day, which I don't get because he was coming around. Now, look, Sting's in his room doing his stingy thing when no one else is looking. I'm just fucking around. And, you know, this world is mine. So he's investigating everything. That's a pagoda in the fish. Maybe I'll drink the fish water. What me worry? Get me a straw. <laughs> I got me one of those bendy sucky things. Yeah. <laughs> so now he's what me worrying his way into Patricia's room, which is where he sleeps anyway. But and Patricia's in the room too. Yeah, oh, because yeah, he she Patricia can't use the bed. She's in a hospital bed, so he uses the bed. I could be wrong. Maybe he's in Patricia's old room and she's not in the same room because he is traveling there right now. Right. Look, shh, keep your mouth closed. Okay, so now we're not going to see a rape. We're going to see like everything but so that you know it's happening. But I think it doesn't. It's I've seen this film several times, and it doesn't go down. He's fully dressed when he tries to escape, so he doesn't really do it. Yeah, but the whole idea of, like, it's against her will. She's literally tied up, and her father is in the next room, her parents. Yeah. Guy's a monster. Yeah. Look how she's struggling. I'll just put it up so you can have the full horror. I don't want to hear the full horror. Okay, I'll leave it off. <laughs> Yeah, you, you can tell him the scene's over. The scene's not over at all. The scene's gotten worse. Honk, honk. No, the scene is not over at all, and it will even get worse. Worse than that? Take her panties off. I'll turn on the sound so you can get the full. No, part. I want the. <laughs> uh, I want to hear something else. Like Ghostbusters. 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 Why does that? Is that anything with this? Is that a coping mechanism? That's my, That's my safe space, the theme of the Ghostbusters. No, Ghostbusters 2. Too, too cold to hold. I call the Ghostbusters, I get on the phone. Is this scene over yet? <laughs> no, it's not at all. His, his clothes no, are totally right. off. Right, now they've heard a scream, and he, oh, her, his pants are off, are they? I'm sorry yeah, if I, I missed saw, that. I saw a sting bump. Okay, so listen. Mike, don't pay attention to this scene. I want to take your mind off of uh, just, oh, no, there's a fight, and she's freaking yeah. out. Here, I'll put up the sound so you can get the full effect. All right. Is there a song? Oh, the oh, I think so. 
the rewind. Now, she just screamed out, Daddy. Okay? She's right. just about all the way back now. So she starts screaming at the father, how could you? She's talking about the affair that he had. Like it's all, like when she comes out, she's right where she went in. And the mom's like, what the fuck is she talking about, darling? But we never see it wrap up. They now exit the movie. Really? Oh, wow, we really are in the third act. Now we're with Sting till the end of the film. And I think this is a mistake of the play in the movie. I think we should have, you know, we didn't know that he was afraid she would talk. We never knew that. And now what's his explanation going to be about it? We never, it, nothing pays off here. Yeah, are you saying that we don't see the daughter, the mother, or the father? No. And, and get this bad ending, too. Sting hasn't learned a thing. He's moved on to the next victim, and he's going to say, He's going to bump into somebody and go, oh, it's you. How long's it been? He's going to do the exact same thing. Now, oh, and it ends like, does it, does it say the end dot, 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 question mark? No. Okay, what happens is the guy he's conning totally is like, oh, I'm, it's you. And he sort of turns it on him. How long's it been? Where did I see you last? Not here, certainly. And he says it's like the religious, you know, like a, he says, father so-and-so will be it's as if he's getting hauled off to a church. So, like, does that mean the demons oh, get he thought right to him? He goes, hello. But Sting's face turns. You see that? Because he's yeah. totally, he doesn't have to do one con at all. He's getting, how are you, lad? Uh, so the old con? Weird how the city has nobody in the streets except con artists and, and marks. And marks. And they, they to the point where the con artist becomes a mark. Oh, That's I'm the, sure the bishop will be too. Honored to see you, the bishop. So I don't know what the director's trying to say that the, the demon's getting sucked into God now and will pay or will. The director saying it turned the tables on his con. I don't know what the director's trying to do here. The writer's trying to do here. Um, but that's our film. That's our film. Wow. Gets away with it. Or does he? He gets whisked away. Look at that uh, Van Gogh sty style street. But now it will be pages of a book turning and we'll see. Interesting. It's no longer floating down the uh, Yeah, order. and I think that wasn't related to what he did for a job either, because otherwise we'd have more of the same here and we're not. Whoa, it's a children's book. Yeah, it's pterodactyl flying Sword. through a cathedral. We got it. Up to Junction. It's a little... <laughs> oh, Michael Nyman. I like Michael Nyman. Yeah. bizarre. Sung by Sting. He, him and Peter Gallo... Uh, uh, Peter Gabriel Greenaway made a bunch of movies together. Hey, Carl, you know, I, can I recommend a movie for you before we yes. wrap up? Yes. Called The Falls, F-A-L-L-S. It's a three-hour mockumentary about people who get affected by a disease, and it's people whose last name begin with F-A-L-L-S. So yeah. three hours of, yeah. And it's from uh, uh, Peter Greenaway. I don't okay. know if I'm in the music, but it, I, I got the video from the library seven years ago, and it's just amazing. Wow. 
thanks for letting me know this the moment yeah i like when hot it's hot off the presses <laughs> yeah hey oh no it's good because it is it's one no joke it's basically say uh albert you know aardvark bells he got so, the disease and he went off skiing and it's like you no know, four minute segments about these people and then uh but it goes on for three hours so that you were leaving the library and the librarian said, Say, spread the word amongst your friends about this film. He go, you said, oh, when I get to it, when I get to it, seven uh, years later. Right. Yeah. And then what she said, oh, 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 I, I don't know the thing. I said, isn't this a library? She, why are you talking? She yeah. said, make Tell sure her. to bring up the public library. Did you ever shush a librarian? It's so much fun. <laughs> shush a librarian yeah, all the time. so much fun. <laughs> Sir, no smoking <laughs> in the library. <laughs> oh my god we're almost done yeah. with color. i think we're done with the movie brimstone and treacle might i add no fat chicks what remember that from the simpsons they, they, they did a mary poppins parody yeah and Mars says homer and homer says oh just cutting away the treacle no, i think bart said that all right 1982 all characters portray are a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. All, yeah. Listen, Films this movie's are, totally know. bullshit. Don't try it at home. Don't scan people. All right. Yeah, Carl, what do you think of this movie? I don't know. I, of course, saw it with the sound and, like, it isn't the worst movie in the world, you know? It's, it's, uh, it, I don't know. If you miss this one, you're okay. Um, yeah. It doesn't end right in a satisfying way, uh, although it does try to wrap itself up, I think. I just don't know what he was trying to say. So. You know, I have a, I mean, yeah, I don't know what it's trying to say. It's just the nihilism of it and just uh, they're at a low point and you come lower. You know, the, it mm -hmm. is a, it's actually, you know, a lot of assault in it. So, you know, if you're not into it, it's not really worth it. I don't think it, it adds anything to it other than, you know, other than, a dilemma for the father but it's interesting i mean i'm glad i saw it i liked it as father if you have a chance to see the singing detective or uh names from heaven uh yeah. the series singing detective is this great miniseries from uh the early 80s bbc and it was a guy who's in the hospital and he was fantasizing that he was one of his uh detective characters that he writes about oh. and uh, it's really good and there's you know singing or what have you and then pennies from heaven is his version of expression i guess and the movie was uh steve martin and uh remember that i saw penny i remember steve martin and pennies from heaven i only saw it once ever i wasn't a fan there was a lot of dancing and 40 yeah. style uh music and um yeah i remember that film i love steve martin Right, of course, right, and he was great in that. He was there with his girlfriend, right? You know who I'm talking about? I, I don't really remember that film. His girlfriend at the time did make an appearance in the... Bernadette Man Peters. Yeah. Oh, Bernadette Peters was a real-life girlfriend? I think so. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. All right. Well, so that's Dennis Potter as well, is my point. So, so this is good for the Dennis Potter heads who uh, haven't had a chance to see this film. Yeah, it was interesting. I don't know, like, the, the it was a little, he, he just basically got away with it. Got, I don't know what happened to him. What the hell happened yeah. to him? Uh, he oh. just went on to the next con, but that con hooked him in and was taking him inside a church. I don't know. 
Uh, written by Dennis Potter. He wrote it, not directed it. Pennies from Heaven, he wrote, just like you said, The Singing Detective, and the BBC television play Blue Remembered Hills, and then this one. Yeah. Well, check it if out you have a chance to see Singing Detective, you like it, but yeah. I, I would recommend The Falls instead. Okay. All right. Well, hey, uh, we have watched a full-length movie together. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. We do this every Sunday. Carl, I'm really excited to let you know next week's movie. And I'm actually okay. excited to see next week's movie. Great. It is called Hard Time 3, colon, Hostage Hotel. And it's from 1999. It's, you know, the best movie year ever. And it is one of the best movie year ever because it stars Burt Reynolds and it's directed by Hal Needham, okay, his old director. I got Hostage Hotel. What is the... the yeah, yeah, the Hostage Hotel, but it also goes by the name Hard Time 3. That's Harm Time, Hard Time, Singular hard Time. Hard Time, then the number three or the word? Number okay. three is the best part of the podcast, colon, uh, Hostage <laughs> Hotel. And we actually, the action master posted a trailer that I'm going to play and full disclosure, Hard Time 3, Hostage yeah. Hotel, 1979. Which yeah. channel? 19, no, 1999. 1999. Oh, okay, 1999. The Action Master, right? Yeah. Right. You do the sound. All right. I'm back on 000. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. You played it early, didn't you? That's okay. I played it up, but it pulled from... Uh, Oh, they're all at the hotel and they're getting taken hostage. Why? It's, it's a hard time. Hotel. Oh, there's a knife. That means he's. Pete Williams. That guy again. We always see that guy. Brian Denny. Bert's a little older here. He's got a grayer wig. Yeah, his wig is certainly, hey, that's funny. His wig is gray. Wow. Oh, watch out for that explosion. <laughs> oh, this looks horrible. It looks like it's going to be every other movie of the same genre. I wasn't kidding about my demands. So it's come to this. On You're making up your own dialogue now. On video cassette. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm so sorry. According to the credits, it's directed by Alan Smithy. So that's oh, next week's movie. Oh, very Alan Smithy, though. It's Hal Needham, ladies and gentlemen, from Can from Cannibal Run and Stroker Ace. Oh, my uh, but according to the credits, it's another Alan Smithy film. Well, so stay tuned for us. If you're listening to Mutiny Radio, keep listening. Usually there's a live show on Sunday. There's a live show, comedy show on Mondays and Fridays, so check it out. And also, please donate to the station. You can do so by going to Venmo and donating a couple bucks to at Mutiny Radio. Every buck counts. So we'd love for you to join us, uh, being that you give us money. Join us. All right, Carl, uh, that's <laughs> that's it. Uh, anything exciting? Uh, anything at carlsucks.com? Uh, just go there, browse there, and find out. At least you'll see my pretty face. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Uh, I have and nothing to promote. I just, I have nothing to promote. I'm out there. You can smell me.
All right. Yeah, just go out in New Jersey. If you smell something, it's Carl. How about that? <laughs> yeah, unless you're on the turnpike, that could be chemicals. Right, that doesn't count. That could be any smell. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been our show. Uh, thank you so much for listening and subscribing and just being a part of it. You could always give us a star or two on iTunes, but who gives a shit? I don't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, I, Carl, I got to go outside for some reason. I will talk to you guys mm. later. <laughs> thank you, Mike. See you outside. Right, I got to take a shit. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I will yeah, talk to you go later. Got to go outside. Talk to you later. And uh, bye. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with friend i wrote this song uh, my turn-ons are satin sheets and weights champagne tickles my nose and i love to paint outdoors listen you should follow me on twitter it's jokes to carl the french duh not the oh, oh, duh. let's watch a JK43FEVTDCQ5I equals the letters between the north of the sevens forward carriage space to double escape shifted shift tree and I'd rather be writing letters to aqua Q and to do so requires only a ledge of leisure and the accompaniment of text, speech, graphics, rest response headers, double gum in the gutter page of your favorite notebook, and a winning raffle ticket from a fairground you keep in a box of Jimmy Toffee's not seen since a summer time ago. This hour of the citation of heroines this Monday at 5 p.m. may be on your mind to ponder the rendered tendons of tendency to blow the planetoidal lattices found just in deep space pockets from here and now. This is Aqua Q in full stop at Aqua Q Labs.
sister, I'm part of the Heat for She campaign. You want to go back to my tent and get your chakras realigned? <laughs> stretcher if you know what i mean that's right folks <laughs> these guys have been coming to gatherings for years and like you know what <laughs> they ain't tired they're ready to rock it all night long if you know what i mean that's right folks <laughs> step right up that's right that's enough for everybody that's right. <laughs> we can keep it coming all night long <laughs> dissipation We'd be like solar reflections. Foreshadowing insight. Cruising around. As we're in this dark place, you can see that there is still this glowing red light. Yeah. I'm tired of weed with names. Give me some ladies here. Emerging from cocoons, clarifying, we spin intrinsic webs and wounds of projection. Get my old tuxedo press. 
Neurotransit emitters intersecting, revealing bodies like relevance, perpetual rhythms pulsating through time, vibratory oscillation permeating skin while down the crowns that pivot the jade that sweet can come back to root the life and rot it down to the spine. Geological faults and continuums we climb, personifying we exist, collecting fajing consciousness, mystically passed on the seventh sign of our.